Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Screen Streets. My name is Joel. I'm here with my friend Cameron, and we are here to talk to you about movies from the past, present, and future. And uh, we have an email address if you wish to reach out to us for comments, questions, concerns. Just let us know how we're doing. That email address is screenstreets at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. And with the pleasantries out of the way, how you doing, Cameron? Hey, I'm very well. I'm feeling great. Um, how are you? That's good. I'm uh, all right. I feel like I never ask you how you're doing. I wanna, I wanna make sure I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't know. I'm all right. Let's see, I watched. Uh, Just all right. I watched a wrestling event over the weekend, NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, and one of my favorite uh, wrestling stables ever. Like, the best wrestling stable since the Four Horsemen. Looks like they've come to an end. Yeah, the Undisputed Era Era. has come to an end. Even with uh, Roddy and Bobby Fish? I mean, like, we'll see. But uh, Adam Cole seems to have not given a F. Like, he, he super kicked my boy Kyle O'Reilly right in the face. And it seems, yeah, at did. the very least, it seems like they're quite divided. So, I don't know, yeah. Like, one of the things I always loved about them is, like, wrestling factions so often come and go and they turn on each other and blah. Like, they were just a strong group for, like, four years. I don't know. They were. I always. They were. Rest in peace. I always thought they'd kind of part amicably. But. R.I.P. Yeah. U.E. I had a. I had a bummer of a. I didn't like, think they'd part amicably. I don't know. It just. It seemed like what? they were together for so long that it would have. They would have broken them up by now if they were gonna do it. Like I figured. I don't know. I thought they'd go the distance. I thought they'd always kind of be linked, kind of like the four horsemen are. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That was my week, Mm -hmm. just watching that and having my heart broken. Sorry, brother. uh... I don't know if it's going to be word on the streets. Is the word on the streets, did you you watch that new Mortal Kombat trailer? Yeah, I was going to, that was going to be on word on the street. Okay, let's let's just wait then. I guess. Okay, and, uh, sorry. I it didn't. It didn't seem like a word on the streets. It thing, wasn't so a it's very like, news heavy week. Sure. Right. Right. Uh, what are your kids been watching? Oh, uh, right now they're watching the Wee Bear Bears movie, which uh, I think you know me. I, I enjoy the Wee Bear Bears TV show. It's a pretty good kids show they have a movie now enjoyable to watch yeah and there's a movie it's on hbo max right now and it's a fun little movie i've watched it once already though so they're watching it again as kids are want to do that's yeah i'm trying to think if i watched anything else interesting this week outside of for the show Oh, I watched the uh, the New York Times presents like the Saving Britney thing, like the Britney the Britney oh, yeah, documentary been... about her like conservatorship where her dad like kind of controls her money. Yeah, and there's like a whole I've been free hearing Britney like hashtag and campaign about how she just wants to be like on her own, but like it's tied up in the courts and they won't give her control of her own money. And it's like, she still makes a ton of money through like her Vegas residency and stuff. So that was interesting. Just like how just your, your headspace can be completely fucked by like being in the public eye, the way you are and just the paparazzi and, like you just start self medicating and just kind of going down like a crazy path. Yeah, and being a fully grown adult that can't control your own finances, 
that's a that's a pretty crazy thing. Also, I noticed because of that, there's an old clip of Craig Ferguson where he refuses to make of the worst of her. Uh, yeah, like uh, when she had her that, that that's trending, and it's just kind of funny because I rewatch that all the time because I just really enjoy that Craig clip of craig ferguson yeah i think i recently shared it with you before this all even happened he was like the only one to just be like this isn't funny and i don't want to make fun of it like she's hurting real bad and it's not that funny to me yeah yeah that's a good dude right there man he was he was awesome he was i think he's a lot better than any of the Late nights we got right now. He felt a lot more sincere than everyone else. Uh, Certainly. Yeah, definitely more than when you're hearing a Jimmy Fallon laugh at his every guest's utterance. It seemed like Craig Ferguson always kind of had a take on things that mirrored his own ethics and morals. And I, I enjoyed yeah. that. And while he was still blisteringly hilarious at the same time. Like, yeah, he yeah. was awesome. He was a good dude. Yes, that guy. Agreed. Uh, on to Word on the Street. As you, as you already mentioned, yeah, Word on the Street is the new Mortal Kombat trailer dropped today. And I assume you've watched it. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Looks, looks pretty badass. Looks pretty violent. Yeah, it looks, looks fun, like man. Fun. Looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a yeah. Looks very violent, like you said. Like this looks like it's going like for I, a hard R. I saw like, like a gory, like Sub Zero, like punched a dude and like blood flew out of him, and he froze the blood into a midair dagger and grabbed it. And I was like, well, yeah, that's cool. That's something I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah I'm about it, that it life. Be a lot of fun, like. Kind of just a much higher budget version of like the the old Christopher Lambert one. You know, I've been seeing online the the Christopher Lambert one been getting a lot of hate, and I kind of like that movie. I mean, it's not a masterpiece, but uh, it's it's a fun movie. I really like uh, Goro in that movie when. Johnny Cage punches him I mean, in the nuts. Just, it came out at a time that's in a, my life a, when I was just it was a I was a perfect age and that game was hugely popular and I played it all the time and I was just very very excited to see these characters on the big screen. Yeah. The only thing though is that that movie toned down the violence quite a bit because it went for PG thirteen right. and uh, the games the games are notoriously uber violent so it's kind of cool to see a movie that's not afraid to go the the uber violent route yeah no it looks like it looks like they're going for it and it looks like it yeah like you said it should be a lot of fun like that comes out in april yeah probably won't be like a a critical no. cinematic like masterpiece it'll just be a fun little but... action movie yeah, I'm looking forward I'm down to it with either it. way. Like the trailer got me pumped up. Me too, man. I'm pumped. All right, and uh, word Psyched. on the street is that Tim Burton is developing a new Adam Family series for Netflix called Wednesday. Like I guess like a Wednesday yeah. Adams origin story. I'm not I'm not the biggest yeah. like, Tim Burton super fan, but I know it's big news. Like he's a big, like beloved director. He directs these kind of creepy characters a lot, so I would expect people are gonna be on board with this. Is he still on the train where he only wants to do it if Johnny Depp is Gomez Adams? That's what I was seeing. But what about Johnny Depp? That he only wants to do this project if he can get Johnny Depp to play Gomez Adams. I'm I'm sure he probably can, dude. Johnny Depp will like drop to whatever he needs to do for Tim Burton. Like he like sold his soul to that guy a long time ago, it seems. Yeah, he just wants 
the studio is going to because of all this uh, controversy surrounding Johnny yeah, Depp right now. Point. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, although there seems to be a lot of Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp uh, side people. So I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to take a side because I don't know their personal life. I'm sure they both did bad things. But I don't know because they're like uh, I, I assume no, no, Johnny man. Depp would do that for Tim Burton in a heartbeat, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I was just wondering, like, I'm if sure. you would be interested in Tim a Burton. Wednesday Adams Tim Burton television show. Depends on who's in it and how it looks. I mean, I don't, I don't want to prejudge things like that. I don't. I haven't loved Tim Burton stuff really. I'm not a big Tim Burton guy. I liked the first Pee Wee movie, like that movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and that's probably the most I've liked Tim Burton. Well, I liked Ed Wood. Yeah, Wasn't that Tim Burton. No, that was Tim or is that just Johnny Depp. Wait, Shoot. which one? Okay, yeah, 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 that was Tim Burton. Ed Wood. Okay, yeah, I like and that. Then, like all those weird Johnny Depp movies from the the nineties and beyond are like usually Tim Burton. Yeah, like they made a lot of like money together, and they made a lot of stinkers together too. Like you ever see like the what was that Dark Shadows? You ever see that one? No, I did not. Not great. Not great. It didn't look good. Or the, uh, or yeah. the Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's, I didn't. I didn't watch not that a big either. Fan. Like he has, he has a style of filmmaking, and a lot of people really like it. And I'm just like, like I can, I can watch a movie and know within like. 30 seconds I'm like oh this is a Tim Burton movie like he has a very distinct style I don't know man you know I watched the the new Dumbo he did and it didn't feel very Tim Burton-y but it also wasn't very good so I don't know it's 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 been a minute since like I, I can't think of like the last movie he did that was like very very well received He did that Big Eyes movie a few years ago. It was decently received. I, I didn't watch see that it. One. it. Looked kind of. I know what you're talking about. I boring. never watched it though. Yeah. All right. So yeah, be on, be on yeah. the lookout for Wednesday at some point. And then uh, word on the street yeah. is that Bam Margera was fired from Jackass Four. I'm not sure exactly why. I have theories, but. He's certainly being a real grown-up about it on social media. Like, he, uh... Are you being uh, sarcastic? Yes, I'm being sarcastic. He's he's playing the victim. Okay. He's, he's saying he's going to film his own movie with his own new group of people. And they're, like, he's dedicating it to Ryan Dunn, which I found to be kind of gross. I'm like, don't drag your friend into this because he, like, I just, I found it gross that he's like, they betrayed me and I'm going to make a new movie and it's going to be for Ryan. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Well, Ryan Dunn was his guy, man. That was his best friend. I know. I just, it, it seemed like he's like, not a lot of people have been on board his side in this thing. And now he's like, but this is for Ryan. And uh, it just, it, it didn't seem genuine to me. Like, it okay. seemed like a real, something's going on with that guy that he, he needs help. And it's like, a lot of people are saying like, yeah, but like they gave Steve-O a chance. And I'm like, yeah, like they made his ass go to rehab and like, he's been sober for a long time. Like Bam says he like feels betrayed and like. I'm like, they can't ensure you if you're like a ticking time bomb that just they don't want to have a death on their hands. I don't know. What do you want Bam to do? He already went to Dr. Phil. I mean, that's got to be the best you can possibly get, right? 
Doctor Phil. I I watched that and I was that was cringeworthy. Yeah, it's, it wasn't great. Know. It's sad. It's a sad situation. Like I, he's very much does not see his part in any of this, and it's all of these things are happening to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I am a recovering. Like, so I've now, been an addict. I know what it's like to like blame others for your like your pain and your misfortune, and like, ah, oh, like if only these people would see this and that. Like, you just you got to take accountability at some point about your own actions and things that you've done wrong and people that you've harmed. And he's not there yet, and it's it's kind of ugly to watch. So instead, we're going to get the Viva La Bam movie, man. We're going to, I wonder if he's still going to beat up Phil, who's like probably a senior citizen now. Probably. A very overweight old man, close to death. Like what? And then there's Bam, yeah. who's like a middle-aged, not, not, he's not a yeah, spry not young guy himself it's anymore. It's not cute anymore. It's like, I'm, I'm a 40-year-old beating a fucking 70-year-old now. Yeah, like it's not it's not cool. Like it's like Don Vito's already already gone. Yeah, Don Vito's dead, and Ryan's not there. Like fucking Novak's sober. Like I just I don't see many of the Beatle Bam crew kind of coming back for this, except for his parents. Yeah, because they need money. I don't know. It's it's sad. It's a sad situation. Like I I love the jackass guys, but Bam has always kind of been my least favorite because he seems like the biggest piece of shit. I, f- like, I get he's you. Always, like the other guys seem like they just they have love for each other, and he seemed like very egocentric and very like just like kind of a piece of shit. And like you saw it throughout Viva La Bam, like he's kind of a piece of shit. And so, like, I just never really liked the guy that much. And I'm like, I am okay with Jackass without Bam, honestly. I'm fine with... I liked Bam because he was in those original, like, CKY things, you know? That'll probably be what his movie Bam? is, is like a CKY movie. So you you have That'd that option for yourself. That'd be weird, CKY 2021. I remember seeing the original, like, CKY things when it was, like, it felt like an underground thing, you know? Like, before Jackass was even huge. Yeah. It was cool. It was a cool thing. I don't know how cool it is, though, when it's, like you said, like a 40-plus-year-old man doing these things but uh, i don't i guess that's the appeal of jackass yeah. too i mean kinda. jackass 4 like all these guys are gray haired now man like they're all that yeah. age but but a lot of them have aged like the way like they've shown growth bam still seems to be a shithead like it's like i've loved to watch the growth of guys like steve-o and knoxville and, like, Bam's still, like, the same guy, but now he's got this bloated alcoholic face. And it's just not cute. He looks like yeah. Phil. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how the... I'll be updated on the continuing jackass saga. It's just funny. When you're when I was younger watching Viva La Bam, and it's like, man, how did... Bam Margera, he's a he's a cool. I mean, even if you didn't like him, he's like he's a cool looking dude and stuff. But how did he come from Phil? And now fast forward, and he's like, oh that, oh yeah, that's definitely yeah. that's Phil. He's, he's a chubbers. <laughs> he looks like Phil. <laughs> yeah. All right. He looks like Phil. And with that, we move on to for your consideration, in which Cameron and I select a movie for the other that they have not seen that we enjoy. And I'll start off this week. Uh, you had me watch the okay. 2016 film Hush, which is yeah. a horror film about a writer, like a, a she is a deaf writer, like a novelist living by herself in this big house, kind of in the middle of nowhere. 
and like a murderer shows up like a killer like killed her friend next door and now he's kind of at her house and he realizes that she can't hear him and they didn't go very far with that angle because she found him pretty quickly and he's like yeah I'm here I'm a killer and she's like oh you can leave like don't kill me like I'm scared I haven't seen your face and then he takes his mask off he's like now you saw my face and I'm still gonna be here and kill you and like that's basically the whole movie is like it's a it's a short movie it's like an hour and 20 minutes and it's just this guy trying to kill this woman who's kind of holed up in her house and she's deaf she cannot hear and uh yeah I don't know man like I you might be surprised to hear this like I wasn't scared at all that's fine um I remember when you were talking about horror movies you were saying you just didn't like horror that had correct monsters or space correct. so I figured this has neither of those things so you might and be I fine was, with like, it like I just I w- I expected to be really like freaked out by it and I was like, just not like it was more like an action movie than a horror movie. Like I wasn't, there was no real scares for me. Like I don't know if you were super really? scared when you watched it, because I, I wasn't scared. I don't get really scared, scared watching things. But like I feel tension. I thought there was decent tension. See, I didn't. Like I, I felt like, okay. like she's deaf, and they did not play on that enough like he never really got the jump on her like i thought they played on it quite a bit man i guess but like he never was able to capitalize on it i was like she's deaf dude and the power's out in her house you should be able to sneak up on her (laughs) and like he was not really ever able to like she got the drop on him like every time well, you know those deaf people, how crafty they can be to make I up just, for their I deafness. I thought that was like where the scares were going to come in for me, and I'm like, he just was like held outside the house the whole time, <laughs> never really, never really got in to do any damage, and like she just was on top of his bullshit the whole time. And I'm like, well, where's the? Like you said, there was like a lot of tension. I'm like, the tension never built for me because I never felt she was really in danger. Like she fucking had this guy the whole time. I thought like it was creepier when he had his mask at the beginning. Cause he wore like a creepy yeah. ass mask. It was like a like a meh face. Like it was a weird mask of just this face that was like, eh. Like I might kill you. I don't know, maybe. Meh. <laughs> like it was such a strange looking mask, and then he took it off and he just became this dude with a goatee. Yeah, he's just a dude. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe if you kept the mask on, it would have been a little scarier. But yeah, once he just became this dude with like a fucking crossbow, like that was his, like his weapon of choice. He liked to shoot arrows. Yeah, dude, crossbows are cool. I don't know. I didn't dislike the movie. I just like I ex- once I saw what it was, I'm like, ah, oh, this movie's gonna be fucking scary, and it just wasn't at all for me. Like I just. He never got the upper hand. I'm like, I was expecting a lot more of that. And he just was like, God damn this chick. <laughs> like, I can't get her. <laughs> you were on his I side. Mean, I was on the side of <laughs> like, like horror side. movies. Like, I wanted to see Stupid what was going to happen. And he just, yeah, she was, she was a badass. She was what crafty. What do you like about it? I got it. I I like the concept of I did too. I just I didn't feel like they went that far with it. Huh? Like at the very beginning, I don't know. Beginning when she was like on her computer and he's just like standing in her house behind her. That was like terrifying. And they never reached that level again. He like went outside and then was like, "I'm gonna start from out here." (laughs) I was like. Like, he was already in the house with her, and then yeah. he, like, left. 
Yeah, he was. Uh, he didn't feel the need to hurry. I guess he thought he could just mess around with like, her. Once I saw that he could like mess around with her, I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be creepy." And then like she was like, "Oh, you're a killer. You're out there." I'm like, "Oh well, he's not gonna be able to mess with her anymore. <laughs> she knows he's there." I don't know. It was okay. Like I didn't dislike it. I just I expected a little bit more scares. Which is fine with me because I don't okay. like feeling scared. So I was just like, yeah, it was just kind of like a drama, like an action drama thriller. It wasn't it? Didn't really get me like I thought it would. I don't yeah. know. You know what I had a problem with is this woman who's deaf and lives in the middle of nowhere. You're not going to put curtains up around your house. Like, you're just going to have this open windows and open doors everywhere. Like, this dude just can look in anywhere and see her. I don't know. I never thought it. just about didn't it. seem very smart. I don't, I don't want people so looking in my house, house and I live in the like middle of everywhere. Woods. Like, so many of those houses that are, like, out kind of in the, in the woods, like a camping kind of environment, like, they have that, like, open... You just, you want to see all the wilderness. Like, I've, I've seen houses like that before. It didn't really register to me that that was, like, a stupid thing. Like, I've seen all those yeah. houses out in the woods with, like, all the glass surrounding because they just want to see the outdoors. Oh, that seems... I don't think you want to do that at night, though. Because what are you going to see at night when you have the lights on in your house and it's dark outside? Nothing. Yeah. But everyone can see you. Yeah. It still didn't work out. I don't like that idea. I was unable to get in there. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I, I give it like a six. All right. I give it like a 7.5. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Like I like the like the concept. I like I thought they did pretty well with the execution. Fair enough. And what did you watch, Cameron? Uh, you had me watch 1996 Tom Hanks movie. Well, he directed it. Uh, that thing you do, which uh, <clears throat> stars Tom Everett Scott. As guy, who's a guy who works in like a, an appliance store for his dad, and then he uh, fills in on drums for this band because one guy's out with a broken arm, and they do this song, and he helps them punch it up a little, make it a little faster because he drums faster, and then all of a sudden it becomes a huge hit, and the song is that thing you do. Which I've definitely heard the song before. I haven't seen this movie, but I've heard that song. It's a banger. Quite a bit. Yeah, it's a banger, which is good because you hear it like yeah. thirty times throughout the movie. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the, the song's a hit. They sign a they sign this manager guy who works out of a camper, which was pretty funny. And then he gets them some shows. From there, they get like a like a record deal, and they get signed by a record label headed by Tom Hanks, and he sends them on like a little tour, and they just continue to rise, and it's fairly simple that way. There's in it as Faye, who's the lead singer's girlfriend, and I have some tension and stuff and yeah yeah that's 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 the gist of it it's a band with a one-hit wonder kind of working their way up throughout the movie and it was fine man it's good it didn't blow me away it was it wasn't very there wasn't a lot going on but what was going on it was pleasant it was a pleasant movie that's like yeah. that's how I would say it. Had Steve Zahn was another member in the band, and Steve Zahn's always like a secret ingredient to make things fun. 
something about that guy. He's like he's just a fun dude to have in a movie. Yeah. That's a fun factor to any movie. Like that thing you do kind yeah, of and ruined the... Steve's arm for me. Why do you because, say that? Like, I, I saw this movie like when it came out, like when I was like in high school, I think. When did it come out? Ninety six? Yeah. Yes, I was sir. like a junior in high school. And like it was like the first thing I ever remember seeing him in. And like he was so good in the movie that like he was pretty good. every time I've seen Steve Zahn in anything since that thing you do, like he's always Lenny to me. Oh. Because like I just love that character so much. And, like, every time I see Steve Zahn in anything, I'm like, hey, it's Lenny. Like, he just, he was that character for me for a long time. And still, when I see him to this day, I'm like, I think of that thing you do. Like, that thing you do for me was just such, like, a comfort movie. And that, like, when, I can whenever, see that. like, it was on TBS a lot, TNT, like, whenever I came across it, like, on the weekend, like, I'd end up watching the whole thing. Like, I've probably seen that thing you do, like, 40 times. That's a lot. It just makes me happy. I can see, yeah, how nostalgia might play a big part of it, because, yeah, watching it now, it's it was fine, man. I, like I said, though, it's not a lot going on. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot more interesting band biopics. And this oh, yeah. Is a it, it's a fluffy and, movie. And kinda... like, it's very fluffy. And uh, I guess when they say Tom Hanks movie, they meant because he directed it. Because I was expecting, like, a Tom Hanks mm-hmm. movie. But he's just uh, he's just a minor character in it. Really? Yeah, it's it's very like it. There's not a lot of grit. Like it's very it's very agreeable. Like yeah. I, I watch yeah. it, just, it, it makes me smile. Like it makes me happy to watch it. Like I enjoy the song. Yeah, like I said, you got to enjoy the song to enjoy the movie. If you don't like that song, you're gonna hate the movie because <laughs> they play it a lot. And I liked uh, Ethan Embry as the bass player, the quiet little bass player yeah. who wants to join the Marines. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone in it is good. There's like Liv Tyler; she's good. Uh, Charlize Theron, very young Charlize Theron, is a guy's like first girlfriend in the movie. That was cool to see. The one thing, like. I never really got that I still, like, whenever I watch it, I'm like, I don't understand that. Is like, whenever Guy would say, I am Spartacus. Like, I don't yeah. know where that came from. There was no, like, origin to that. He just would, he'd say, I am Spartacus all the time. He probably really liked the movie I Spartacus. I just, like, it, it was just a weird thing that he would say often. And I was like, I don't understand it. You never gave a context to this at all. <laughs> yeah. They don't have like a scene in the beginning when he's watching Spartacus. Yeah, no, like it, it started kind of... with like he was on the phone with Charlie's Theron and he's just like, I am Spartacus. And then I was like, okay. And then he says it like four more times in the movie. And I'm like, why are you Spartacus? I don't get it. But I don't know. Small takeaway. That's just, I've always, that's always <laughs> bothered me every time Guy says, I am Spartacus. Yeah, I feel I you. Know, at the end, like, Jimmy just kind of like is a total asshole to Faye and like breaks up with her. And I'm like, that came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. No, he was like not a real cool guy throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it just like yeah, just all of a sudden he was just like a screaming asshole, and it was like, okay, where did that come from? But he got yeah. full of himself, man, because they were they had a That's number true. one record. I don't know. It's it's just a yeah. it's a very agreeable, fun, fluffy movie about this like. 60s pop band and I enjoy it like it makes me happy whenever I see it 
but I totally understand like well, it nostalgia made me... is probably a part of that. And like if you haven't seen it until now, it probably would not knock your socks off. And I get that. I'm glad you've seen it now though. Yeah. That thing you do, what would you one thing about yeah, the Jimmy situation and the thing it's like at the end when Tom Hanks is describing everyone in the band and he describes Jimmy as the talent. And I'm like, oh shit, man. Cause I thought they were all talented, but I guess in real bands, there is that one driving well, yeah, talent like sort creator. of person. Like he's like the songwriter. Yeah. He's I like guess, the Brian yeah, Wilson for lack of a better term. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then at the end when they were, like, going over everybody's life and they're like, and Jimmy had huge records with another band. It's like, okay, I guess that happens. It's not much of a comeuppance for that character, but I guess... Yeah, you know, he was a dick, yeah. and sometimes yeah. very successful out. musicians are dicks. Right, yeah. So what would you give that thing you do? True that. i give it a seven. I'd say it was... It was a breezy watch. It was a nice breezy like watch. An eight and a half. It's just okay. one of those movies that's like always there for me. It's like a warm blanket. I always am happy when I watch it. I understand that. I have I have those movies too. Now with that we move on to Binge yeah. or Cringe, where we watch the Netflix original docuseries crime scene vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Which is about yeah. a hotel in the Los Angeles area that's kind of like on Skid Row. That's just like a, a hotel that's like, it's there for as kind of like a hostel for tourists as well as like a, a residence for people that can't get, that can't get applications elsewhere. Like it's a very low income housing for lack of a better term. And a lot of sketchy people stay yeah. there. And this girl, Elisa Lamb, was visiting there. And she ended up disappearing. And it's like a docuseries about like what happened to this girl while she was staying there. Like, was she murdered? Did she just... Like, what happened to her? Like, she just... She went missing and was later found in a water tank and they're like how did this happen it's just like trying to figure out what happened to this girl who was visiting this sketchy hotel in los angeles and uh yeah yeah i mean it's a it's a crime docuseries so like you kind of know what you're getting into with it and uh yeah i don't know i enjoyed it I I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched three out of the four episodes. Okay. Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoy kind of the 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 who, what, when, where, why of things. Like I, I enjoy finding these things out. And it was it was interesting. It was right. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to explain. Like it was it was weird to watch for me because I I live in a very similar building. Like, I, I live in kind of, like, a refurbished yeah. hotel for, like, low-income housing, and there's, like, a lot of, like, drug addicts here and, like, sketchy people here. Like, they show footage of her in an elevator that's, like, the last known footage of her, and she's acting very strange and kind of, like, peeking out of the elevator and, like, what's going on? Why isn't the elevator door closing? She's, like, doing this little waltz around the elevator, and I'm, like, yeah, that's just people in my building. Like, that's drugs. <laughs> like, that was my initial inclination. I'm like, oh, that's just tweaker shit. That's nothing. That's just normal. Because I've 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 been in an elevator with yeah. people in my building where they're just like hitting all the buttons and like walking around the elevator, and I'm like, motherfucker, go do go do your tweak. Sh- go do your <laughs> tweak just shit not- somewhere else. So yeah, like I just I, I assume yeah. like, drugs, but I, I didn't really assume drugs because I it wouldn't be a fucking docu series if this girl was just tweaking out. 
but like that would have been my initial inclination mm. like i saw it and i was like she's on drugs because i've seen it a lot in my I might be. building i did watch all four episodes you might be a little surprised at the end um I'll say the end is a little anticlimactic. And uh, overall, I'd say, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I had, it was a docu, a crime docuseries, which I usually enjoy watching those two sorts you watch of the things. Whole thing, right? It just, yeah, it's four episodes. Um, I feel like it definitely could have been less. Like, this could have been probably one episode if they just condensed it down to the the actual the, the yeah. things that matter like there's a lot of fluff fluff a lot of filler in this do you find out exactly what happened to her by the end of it you don't know for a hundred percent but you figure out probably i mean the most likely thing so like and there is some annoying stuff <laughs> i'd say so do you don't you don't mind if i spoil 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 everybody spoil what happened to elisa lamb probably so she was like severely bipolar and apparently she hadn't really been taking her medication they found through her detox so they think she was having a psychotic episode and that would explain her her uh behavior in the the elevator and then the big the big mystery they were saying like how did if she got in, if she climbed into this water tank, then how did she close the hatch? Right. And how did she close the hatch? It would be impossible. And then at the end, at the the fourth episode, they're just like, oh, no, that, that was open. Like, the maintenance guy, it was open. That's why he went and checked up on it. He saw it was open. And then they just falsely reported that it was closed. Oh. Because the maintenance guy closed it. So that wasn't much of a good mystery. That, that is it's anticlimactic, like, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's uh, that makes it a lot less mysterious. Like I can, it makes it much more likely that this lady was having a psychotic episode and just drowned. Wrong. She was like a tweaker shit on the elevator. That wasn't her being suspicious. That was her being fucked up. Yeah, like a psychotic episode type okay. thing. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, yeah, with their, this is my problem. Sometimes things get overanalyzed and it's a little ridiculous. Like, it's still interesting, but I mean, these internet sleuths, like taking apart frame by frame, like looking at a corner of the internet video for one frame, like, is that another person's foot? That like, was what, okay. like, I Let's... like, I, I never thought that was another person's foot. I never saw what they were seeing. I'm like, I don't think there was. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I know. I asked you about the the other crime docu series. Don't fuck with cats. Like that's one on Netflix that's very popular, and that's about all these internet sleuths and and. I just don't like these internet sleuths, man. It's like, get lives. Like, you people need lives. Particularly in this, in the, in the don't fuck with cats thing. They're acting like they're these huge badass people. Like, oh, we're going to take down this dude. We're going to find all this information. And then kind of like, I don't know, three fourths of the way through that one. They're like, oh, and one day we got an anonymous phone call saying, this is his name and this is who he is. I was like, well, that's not really investigative. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really well, yeah, lame. They, they would just like send in all these tips to the cops that are just like, I think I saw like, a, a, I think I saw like a hair on her backpack that was like, belonged to this brand of dog or like whatever. Just, just like, okay. It's like, quit calling. Like, you're not a cop. You're not a fucking detective. Like, I think the most interesting part was how they, yeah, how uh, I think episode four starts is, is that everyone just, just they pinpointed their suspect, which was this death metal guy. <laughs> and uh, he was like in a death metal band and he had stayed at the Cecil Hotel and they're like, look at his videos. He talks about death. He's a gothic guy. 
And then they're like, and then they interview him and he's like, yeah, these people, they fucking ruined my life, dude. And I stayed at the Cecil hotel like a year before, like for a couple days or something. And then he was in Mexico at the time when she was murdered, which he has like proof of because he's like a Mexican. Well, that's not cool. Yeah. And these people are just like, you're a murderer and stuff. And, just kind of fuck this dude's life up. So yeah, I don't know what I'm saying this is the internet sleuth. I need to chill yeah, out. I agree. Do you remember when the Boston Marathon bombing happened? And like, I think it was like a Reddit thing or something. People were accusing the wrong people of things. Yes. Yeah, that's just not cool, dude. Let the let the experts do their jobs. I mean. It's like you said, like they just, they get off on it. They get off on like, I'm going to, I'm going to find out who did this. Like I have enough footage of what happened to like come up with every angle and you don't. Yeah. Like you have no idea. Yeah, you're not, a, you're not like, an like, expert. You have no idea what to look for. You have no idea if, if what you're seeing is what you think you're seeing like it's everyone has like a different theory and they're all coming to the cops with it. And it's just like, it fucks up the investigation. So yeah, like yep. calm down, calm down, you guys. Yeah. And then some of the fluff, like a lot of, I was rolling my eyes a few times during the docuseries when it would just, they would start saying like, there would just be some random person talking about like, this hotel is a place of evil and evil comes from with, and they would do this weird <laughs> like little monologue like that. And it's like, okay, okay, calm down. It's a hotel in a shitty part of town. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I live in one very similar. And I'm like, I don't. Think... Yeah. I was going to say, it's probably much less scary for you. Cause <laughs> and I'm just like, I see these people all the time and I'm like, I don't think they're evil. I just think they're, drug addicts and weirdos i'm like i don't feel like they're gonna kill me i'm like i don't i don't feel like they might lurks within my hotel i just i keep to myself so that i don't end up on the news yeah 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 so i don't know i guess i guess binge it because i have like been continuing to watch it past what we discussed so yeah, binge it. It's a crime docu series, and ultimately, I mean, even if you do know the ending, it's it's a. They look at it all these different angles, and there's some interesting stuff on and there. For really, sure. like if you're gonna watch a crime docu series, like you kind of have to binge it because, like, if you want to know what the fuck happens, you have to make it to the end. You know. Yeah. All right. And with yep. that, we move on to Main Street. We have two movies through this week. We'll start out with Netflix original To All the Boys, Always and Forever. This is the third film in a popular romantic comedy franchise. Um, It's about a couple named Laura Jean and Peter. And they're high school sweethearts. And they are trying to get into Stanford together. And one of them makes it in and the other one does not. And we have to decide where the relationship goes from there. And that's basically yeah. the movie. Um, pretty much. It was pretty fucking boring. It didn't really do much for me. Like, the leads had chemistry, I guess. I just didn't fucking care. Like, anytime, anytime I see these, like, high school films about, like, the, like, we got to go to college and, like, it's the only thing in the world is, like, getting our acceptance letters and, like, getting into college. And I'm like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, these movies make it out to be, like, that's, like, your life. And it's not. And yeah. I'm like. It's like he got into Stanford. She got into fucking like NYU, which is an awesome school. And like they're going to be like 
across the country from each other and they're still going to try to make it work and I'm like that's funny I'm like the next movies to all the boys I fucked at NYU like like that's a, that's a long ways away and you're two good looking people going to fucking college like you're going to this ain't going to work out I'm sorry to all the all the fans of this franchise like they did not work out. I can I can tell you right now. Yeah. Um yeah, for me I'd say this movie is definitely the third installment of a movie where I haven't seen the first two cuz uh I think for this movie to work you're supposed to be invested in the characters, man. That's that's the problem for me. And I'm like I don't really know these people. I thought they were all likable enough. Like uh, Lana Condor as Lara Jean, she's she's adorable. She was an adorable lead actress. I'll give her that. And uh, I don't know. I enjoyed her father, played by the guy from My Big Fat Greek yeah. Wedding. That's all I ever John knew that Corbett. guy from. Yeah. 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 There were there were there were a nice little family and stuff, and there were it was pleasant enough i guess i just yeah i just wasn't as invested and they would reference things that i had no idea because i hadn't seen the first two yeah where like her best friend had some kind of beef with another girl and i i get the feeling that there's a deep thing going on there they're like you know jen is the literal worst right and i'm like no i don't know that she seems pleasant (laughs) (laughs) she's asking how her day's going yeah, I, I asked you to dive head first into this franchise, man. And I did. And uh yeah, it was I w- was flailing just above the waterline cuz I I was trying to keep I up. Yesterday you texted me saying you were infuriated watching this. What, what, what were you infuriated by? Oh, I was infuriated by all Sometimes these movies, they, they create these these uh, dramas that are so unnecessary. It just makes me mad when it happens. So, like, when she didn't get into Stanford and she accidentally told him she did. And then she just goes for way too long without just telling him, oh, no, I, I didn't. She's like, oh, I'm going to go on a trip with him and we're going to hang out and I'm going to tell him way later it's like just tell him why wouldn't you just tell him immediately no i I didn't get in that would have made sense yeah like in the real world that's what you do you don't you don't go days and days and stuff so that that was a little bit of drama that was annoying me it annoyed me her decision to go to nyu because it was like she was gonna go to berkeley because that's really close to stanford and then she's like they didn't convey like why she's going to NYU. She says she fell in love with NYU. Okay. But seems like you had fun in New York, but did you even check out Berkeley? <laughs> like maybe you fall in love with Berkeley. You yeah, dumb we, never, bitch. we never saw the Berkeley scene. Yeah. She never, she never checked out Berkeley and I don't know. She fell in love with NYU because they moved a couch on the subway or something. <laughs> it, it didn't, I didn't really understand it. I don't know. Yeah, she accidentally tells him that she got into Stanford, and he like shows up at her house like a psychopath with like his whole car. Like, congratulations, we're in Stanford, and got her like a tree hat to wear, like a Stanford hat that looks like a tree. Yeah, and and they did that movie thing that always. I think that's what infuriates me, where she's like, "I need to tell you something." He's like, "Okay, but hold on." first right we're gonna like no no i'd be like no you hold on a second buddy i didn't get into stanford bro so we're not gonna be banging it out at stanford sorry so yeah like they're now gonna go to school like across the whole country from each other and they're two good looking people and that's not gonna work out like i never once watched this movie and thought you guys are like couple goals you guys are like the relationship to be in like it's like you're you're a high school couple and that's gonna end 
Well, we didn't see the first two. Maybe we didn't see why they're so perfect for each other. Sir. Maybe. You want to watch them? But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They might be better. I bet they are better. I bet at least the first one is better. But I'll say, you know, like, I thought when they did break up and I thought that was a realistic thing and I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that. So yeah, when the ending happened and they got back together, it was a little, okay. It was okay. We're it was whatever. It was, it was, it was, was innocuous. I watched it. It wasn't a big deal. Like I didn't hate my life. Like when I watched the dig, it's like, I've, I followed it I guess. and enjoyed it for what it was, I suppose. Like, I don't know. I'd probably give it like a five and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go I'll go six just because I mean there was there was it was pleasant enough. i if it was more like it was in the beginning, like I thought it was gonna be a fun movie. It was like when they're in South Korea or whatever. I was like, Oh, I'm kind of enjoying this and then it got a little goofy. But that's like it's yeah, like you said. It was fine. Like, perhaps if we watched this as a continuation of like two other movies, we would have gotten more out of it. Yeah, but we didn't. We watched it as a standalone film. Yeah, we didn't see to all the boys. Uh, what's the first one called? Like, I'll love for I, I don't to know all the boys I've loved before. And then the okay. second one is to all the boys. P.S. I love you. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and watch those and talk to me about them. Maybe, maybe we'll see. All right, and then finally, our our main course. We watched Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. And uh, what did you think, Cameron? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. It has a. Uh... Lakeith Stanfield plays Bill O'Neill, who's a who's like a criminal. He steals people's cars and he does it using like a fake FBI badge. He'll go up to someone and with a fake FBI badge and be like, I "Need your keys." But uh, eventually, he gets caught, and uh, FBI agent Roy Mitchell, played by Jesse Plemons. Is like the only way out of this, bro, is if you infiltrate the Black Panthers and like be our informant. You be our guy in the Black Panthers, and we want you to keep an eye on Chairman Fred Hampton, who's played by Daniel Kaluuya. So yeah, that's that's the main thing of the movie is this undercover guy in the Black Panthers. Uh, just uh, they're keeping an eye on Fred Hampton, who's this. Chicago, is it Chicago? Yes. I think Chicago chairman of the Black Panthers, and yeah, things things go from there. And man, I thought this movie ruled. It was, it was exceptional. I thought it was really, really good. So we'll start there. I'll start. I think the standout for me was Daniel Kaluuya. I thought he was captivating as chairman Fred Hampton. I mean, everybody in it is good. I just thought Daniel Kaluuya especially just was very, very captivating. I, uh, I would say and it's cool. Like he's Stanfield for me. Like, Either way, dude. I mean, there, there's no bad performances to be found. There's something about Lakeith Stanfield that I can't put my finger on. Like, I, I don't know if it's his eyes. I don't know if it's his voice. Like, whatever fucking movie it's... he's in, whatever TV show he's in, no matter how big or small the role, like, when he's on screen, I cannot take my eyes off the guy. Like, he is completely captivating to me. I'd say it's definitely his eyes. He's able to convey a lot with his eyes. Like he was able to steal the movie Get Out, even though he was barely in it because yeah. of his eyes. Because like, because in the moment when that moment when the camera flash goes off and Get Out, and you can just right. see his eyes go from 
just nothing to terrified. He's he's yeah, extremely was, good. It was an amazing. Like, just whatever he's in, like I am always on board. Like I'm always happy to see him, and he's never let me down. And like I thought he was excellent in this. Like I, I it was a fantastic fucking movie. Like all yeah, all his interactions with Jesse Plemons were so like intense and unpleasant. And Jesse Plemons is another one. I mean, dude, he's he's like he's a little bit of his character Todd in Breaking Bad because he's like this dude who seems like a normal FBI agent, but he's, he's got cold. like a he's ice cold darkness. He's this ice cold dude. Yeah, it kind of I feel like it all culminate. I mean, it doesn't culminate because it's not the end of the movie. But man, there's this scene when uh, Jesse Plemons shows up to the to the rally when Fred Hampton is given his speech and Daniel Kaluuya is doing his speech and he's amazing. Given that speech, Jesse Plemons is just staring daggers at Lakeith Stanfield, who is like fully invested in the speech, but like, you know, knowing that what who he's right. working for. I don't know, man, that thing, that, that yeah. scene was incredible. Or like the scene at the, uh, like at dinner or whatever, when he's like, write me out a blueprint of his, draw me a blueprint of his apartment. He's like, what are you going to kill him? And he's like, how about they find out you're a rat? Like, how do you think they'll, how do you think that's going to go for you? Like, let's talk about what they did to this other guy. And just, it was awful. And it was just so cold. And like, like he Stanfield was just like, you motherfucker. Like, it was, it was brutal, dude. Yeah. And, like, in the end, like, they fucking bust down the door of their little hideout and, like, execute his ass. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya yep. and Fred Hampton. They just come in yeah. and they're like, oh, he's still alive. He's going to make it. And then just two more gunshots. Like, no, I, th- I don't think he is. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like this is fucked up. It's fucked. It's a it's a true story, man. It's fucked up. It's fucked up what they did. Yeah. It was. It was very very good. Like it was. It was extremely good. Like I was completely enthralled from beginning to end. I yeah. This one was. It's been one of my most anticipated since I've seen the trailer, and it lived up to it. Yeah, these are actors on top of their game, man. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like I said, dude, Daniel Kaluuya, just every time he was given a speech, it was just like this dude is something I, I can't I couldn't agree more. Like everyone in this movie just knocked it out of the park. And just, yeah, from beginning to end, man, like, like my heart was pounding. Like, it was just, it was a very, a lot of tension building of, like, this is going to come to a boiling point and it's going to be not good. Yeah. The only thing I was, like, a little, a little sad about was, uh, I think Lil Ray Howery was... He's like third or fourth build in this movie, but he's, yeah, he's barely in, the, in it. He's in end, one yeah. scene. And he's awesome in the scene. He's this creepy ass dude who maybe works for the government, probably. And he's trying to get Lakeith Stanfield to poison Fred Hampton. And but yeah, I was I was a little I was like, why is this dude third or fourth build in the movie? He's in yeah, one I love scene. Lil Howery. And like he yeah, it was like Lil Rel Howery, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield. It was like a little get out reunion. A little bit. A little bit. And it was just it's it's fantastic. Like if you're if you're into like this history and just like really solid filmmaking and like biopics, like it, check it out. Like it's it's very, very much worth your time. Actors on top of their game, man. 100%. All of them. The 
the three, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, and Jesse Plemons, they all, they're all incredible. What would you give Judas and the Black Messiah? Uh, oh, I'm kind of, I'm between eight and a half and a nine. I'll go eight and a half. Say nine, yeah. It's tough. Like nine's really high for me, but yeah, I'll go. Yeah, eight and a half. Very, very, very good, and it it deserves all the uh, awards recognition that it gets. I hope it definitely gets some. I can't imagine in a world where Daniel Kaluuya doesn't at least get nominated, or Lakeith Stanfield. I mean, geez. All right, and that does it for this week's edition of Screen Streets. And uh, next week for you, we have. The new Netflix original series, The Crew, starring Kevin James. New uh, new Kevin James okay. comedy about NASCAR. Okay. As well as the new Netflix original film, I Care A Lot, starring Rosamund Pike. It's getting pretty decent reviews so far. And the... Okay. It's getting a ton of critical acclaim, a ton of awards nominations, and it's finally landed on Hulu as of tomorrow. Nomadland, starring Frances McDormand. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that was coming to Hulu. Very it's interesting. Hulu nice. tomorrow. It's got a bunch of like Golden Globe nominations, probably Oscar nominations coming. It's a, it's a big awards season one. I care a lot. I haven't heard of that one, but it's it's getting decent hopefully they play so the far. Faith No More we'll song. The Faith No yeah. More song. We care I, a I lot. Know the song. You know, they play it in a biodome. Is where I first heard it. <laughs> All right. On that note, keep it real. Yeah. On screen streets. <laughs>